The following is a broadcast service of Kentucky Wesleyan College and WKWC 90.3 FM. Welcome to the Wesleyan Airway, a place where we get to talk to an extremely interesting group of people about a plethora of topics. Today, I am so glad to have the new Vice President for Enrollment Management, let that roll off your tongue, Stuart Jones is joining us today. Stuart, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Now it's a lot of fun, and, and we uh, just get a chance to kind of sit down and, and chat and see how everything is going. So... I am going to ask you to do what many new people, you've been on campus for about four months uh-huh. and, yes. and, and have made quite an impact. We'll get to that later. but Good or bad. Well, we're, we'll get to that later. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm going to ask you to do it. What I ask everyone is to give me a very brief summary okay. of your life from birth to that <laughs> chair where, to where, where you are now sitting. Just to let people get to know you a little bit. Sure. I was born in Indiana. I won't say what year, but it was a long time ago. I'm an Indiana boy. Grew up in Lafayette, Indiana. Was that the, before the parting of the sea? Yeah. It, well, just shortly after, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if people don't know, Lafayette, Indiana is Purdue University town. So mm-hmm. that's where I went to college after high school. My dad said, you want to go to Purdue? And I said, okay. I didn't know any better. I said, sure, let's go to Purdue. <laughs> so from Purdue University, and after that, I felt a call to ministry, and I thought I ought to go into pastoral work. So after Purdue, I went to seminary, got my mm-hmm. master's in divinity and theology, did pastoral work for about 11 years. Where did you do your seminary? Uh, Christian Theological Seminary in Indianapolis. Okay. It's uh, Disciples of Christ uh, affiliated, but it's really quite ecumenical in terms of its theology. It's very broad-based, and uh, I really enjoyed that that experience. But in pastoral ministry, I did everything from music ministry to youth, children's ministry, and uh, eventually became a senior pastor of a, of a church in Muncie, Indiana. Now, do you play an instrument? I don't. I just sing. Do you want to hear? No. Sure. Yeah. No, so no, no, no. Rendition of Happy Birthday or Silent Night. Happy anything. Birthday to you. So. See, no, we, you added a whole new dimension to the show. <laughs> Next time I'll bring. You can bring your tambourine and I'll sing. I a play the spoons of and that's about it. And I don't do that well. Oh, the kazoo. I'm really good on the kazoo. Yeah, if you I, know what I've that got is. two notes on the kazoo. Yeah. Well, one when I'm out <laughs> breathing out and one when I'm breathing in. <laughs> and after about eleven years in ministry, a really unique opportunity opened up at my alma mater, Purdue. Mm -hmm. It was for an assistant director of career services. And I felt like maybe I was ready for a change. So I I put in my name and sure as the world, I got the job. That was 28, almost 29 years ago that I started my higher education career. So you got that at the age of four? Yeah. started. Thank you. You're my best friend right now. (laughs) When I was four years old, I was a child genius. (laughs) And so, yeah. So in higher ed, I started out kind of in student affairs, Mm -hmm. career services. I did some development work for Purdue in terms of fundraising for the schools of engineering. Then I found my way to the dark side, as as my colleagues like to say, to enrollment. I eventually got to enrollment. (laughs) And I've been doing that for the last 16 or so years. And I've been at four this is my fifth small private college. Okay. I mean, Purdue was a great experience in terms of a large land-grant public university, but I found my niche in small private colleges. I like everything about them. So that's where I decided I would dedicate my life's work was to helping small private colleges, and I love enrollment. So, And uh, this is what brought me to Kentucky Wesleyan was I had been out on the East Coast the last several years at a college where, there. Where on the East Coast? Uh, Massachusetts, a city called Springfield, Mass, Mm -hmm. at Springfield College. Basketball Hall of Fame. 
Basketball Hall of Fame. It's the birthplace of yes, basketball. It, yes, it is. One of the students at Springfield College, James Naismith, in 1891. I'm impressed that I remembered that. <laughs> invented the game of basketball as an assignment. He was a graduate student, and uh-huh. he was assigned by his professor to invent a game for the football players in the offseason to keep them in shape. Hmm. And he came up with this crazy basketball thing. And it I don't have to tell you, the rest is history. It's become somewhat popular. <laughs> it's become a little bit. <laughs> March Madness has really popularized it. So to test sure. your, your, your history then of Kentucky Wesleyan College, and we'll get to the rest later, but how many national championships does Kentucky Wesleyan College own in basketball? Isn't it eight? It is. Oh, Very I'm good. So I got that right. Yeah. Folks, we did not rehearse this ahead of time. So I was really put on the spot. <laughs> That's excellent. Oh, thank God. Don't ask me any other trivia. No, no, no. We, 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 we will because you could turn that, that tide on me. But so, so complete your story. Yeah. You're in, you're at Springfield. You're yeah. in enrollment. Yeah, the last 16 years was enrollment. I did enrollment at two colleges in Indiana on and off. Mm-hmm. One college in Virginia uh, for a few years. Then I found my way to Springfield, which I loved, and it was a great time out there. But my wife and I decided after seven years, we were ready to relocate back to this area of Indiana and mm-hmm. Kentucky because we got so much family here and our sure. kids are grown and we've got grandchildren. I know I sound like I'm 25 and you've accused me of being four <laughs> years old when I started my career, okay, but I'm maybe, a little bit maybe, older maybe, than maybe all 31. that. <laughs> so, um, and it was a great move. We decided to come back and I saw the opportunity at Kentucky Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm driven by small private institutions that are tuition driven and need enrollments. That's my passion. And um, at, when I first saw the job description, I thought, well, Kentucky, I don't know. And I passed on it. And then I had an inkling to call and I talked to the chair of the search committee, who's our vice president, Eddie, Eddie, Kenny. Eddie Kenny. And Eddie did a marvelous job on the phone. Very <laughs> persuasive. He should be. He raises money. Yes, he, he does. needs to be yes. persuasive. Uh, he said, Stuart, I think you want to just talk to us a little bit and let's, let's take a look at your resume and talk to us. So I submitted it and the rest, like I, as they say, is history because I got an interview. I fooled everyone at the interview. <laughs> well, and, and it's interesting you, br- you bring up that you're hesitant because of the location. Yeah. And, and the person who got you to, to submit your, your material, Eddie Kenny, is a native of Florida. Oh, I forgot that. Who yeah. Also was reticent to look at Kentucky, not because there's anything wrong with Kentucky no. by any means. No. But he, but he was born and raised in Florida mm-hmm. and was talked into just coming up for a visit. And the rest, there is history as well. He's been here now in his seventh year. Yeah. And has he been here seven years? Wow. I know. That's he's, great. Seems new, but, but, yeah. Uh, and he's building, building a very nice he's office doing of a his great own. Great job. My, myself, I'd never been, uh, I'd driven through Kentucky, but I'd never actually been in Kentucky until this job came open and it was a, a person for whom I have a great amount of respect yeah. who said, you need to look at this. It's a great place. And she was right. Yeah. So it, you it, said the same to me in my interview. This is a, you'll have an experience here. You can find any job you told me, but, but Kentucky Wesleyan's an experience. And that really uh, resonated with me. It really, really did Dr. Mitzler. So because of that, I'm here today. Thank well, we, you for we the opportunity. You may have to make up t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you so, can go to any college, but here you have an experience. Right. Well, and that's like true, that. right? You can go anywhere, and, yeah. but but you want to really have that experience and a positive 
mm-hmm. experience. Absolutely. So what are your theories on enrollment? You've been doing this for 16 years yeah. and you're here. So we, we know you're good or we wouldn't have brought you in. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So, so what, what, when you think of enrollment and you think of bringing a student into an institution, what, what goes through your mind? Yeah. Um, without giving a long dissertation, um, I learned a long time ago that enrollment is a science and, and an art. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you combine those two theories together and put them into pragmatic application, uh, you'll have successful enrollments. What I mean by that is not to bore our listeners, but enrollment right now is so competitive across the country. And to be honest, in my humble opinion, there's too many colleges in the country as it is. And we're seeing that there's probably too many because many are starting to close. You know, there's and, this, and I do want to ask you about that, in, in, but, yeah. but let's finish this, this yeah. part but first. It's just, but enrollment's a science and an art, meaning you've got to understand the science of how, how do you recruit students. Mm-hmm. There, there's different ways to go about that strategically and rather scientifically. You know, what are your what are the markets that you're targeting? Who are the target audiences in those markets? How do you resonate with them? How do you get their attention? How can you use predictive modeling? And how can you use uh, an econometric financial aid system that gets them to come? There's all kinds of science to looking at how to do it. It's mm-hmm. not just wishing on a on a star and having uh, flying on a wing and a prayer. It's actually Actually thinking strategically and intentionally and doing the right things. And then there's the art side of it, which is once you've got students interested in you, the ability to communicate effectively with them, to use persuasion, not manipulative, but persuasion Correct. techniques to, to have them take a look at you, to convince them that this might be the right fit for them by giving them an experience on campus. There's an art mixed with the science. And if you do all of those things correctly, because there's... As I've told you and you've heard, there's not one thing you have to do right. There's many things you have to do right. Right. So for me, as I approached Kentucky Wesleyan, I had to take a very comprehensive look at everything that's being done. And is everything we're doing a best practice or not? And I found we're doing a lot of things right. And I have found there's some things that we've been able to already change and tweak to make better to be able to get the results that we want. So I think we're heading in a good direction right now. And with that, I agree. I think you've, you've really done a great job opening up. And you, you talked about being ethical mm-hmm. when you when you go after students. I went to a small public institution, which I think has changed a tremendous amount since I was there. The thought process back when I went to college, especially at a public, was you bring in as many as you can in that mm-hmm. first year and let them wash away. Yeah, that used the, to be a philosophy, true. And and I've taught uh, organic chemistry, which was historically seen as a gateway to the medical field. And the same thing there was the old yeah. philosophy. You brought in as many kids as you could, and you kind of let them wash See out. Who survives. Pass rate of 50%. <laughs> yeah. In, in the entirety of the time I taught organic chemistry, and I did not teach an easy class by any means, uh, but I only had to fail two students. And, and my philosophy is if mom and dad are going to have faith in us to, to educate their child, Mm -hmm. both in the classroom and spiritually and, and as a human being, then we have the responsibility to make sure that we can get that child, the, the, the best 
possible pathway from beginning of the classroom to or beginning of the school to to graduation. And I know in our conversations you have that same philosophy. Oh gosh, uh, yes. There's no honor. There's absolutely no honor, and obviously no ethics in just trying to recruit human beings to a college who right. won't be a fit, who can't succeed, right. and who end up you know failing and leaving with lots of of loans to repay because they've tried to afford the first year. I've taught my staff already that there's an ethical responsibility that we have, that we try to find students, understanding who we are at Kentucky Wesleyan, mm-hmm. finding students that fit us the best, who would thrive in our kind of environment, mm-hmm. giving them a fighting chance. Because the other thing I'd like to share with you that's really important to me is I taught my staff already what's called the noble purpose. And the noble purpose is we had this amazing opportunity as recruiters, mm-hmm. and you can think of us as salespeople because we are selling a KWC experience, Mm -hmm. and it's wonderful. But the noble purpose uh, is we can bring in students and we know we're changing their lives forever. They will be transformed through our education and our on-campus experience. Uh, And that's that's so gratifying for me and my staff to know we're bringing in this little 18-year-old who thinks they know the world and really doesn't, but they will leave a 22 or 23-year-old completely thinking different, acting different, operating in a different framework and they will go out and do amazing things and we had a we had a part in doing that that's the noble purpose of recruiting and, and that is just the perfect way to think and I, I always think about it we are we are that gateway to their beginning of their adult education yeah they, they've gone through k-12 they've they've been overseen by mom and dad to a large extent but but and they've worked very hard but this is really the start of their adult education yeah. where they have to make their own decisions where they're kind of on their own and we want to bring them into an environment that is going to be not easy but nurturing yeah absolutely and, yeah, college shouldn't be as my father's told me a long time ago when I wanted to give up <laughs> after my first semester at Purdue I was miserable and he said Stuart if college was easy everybody would do it <laughs> and I said well dad you're stating the obvious but you're right <laughs> so it's, yeah it's amazing it how much your parents learn yeah <laughs> well and that that is great so you've been here for four months mm-hmm. give me one thing you really like about the institution Oh, I love I love the campus culture. Mm-hmm. So many so many colleges I know and have been associated with talk about their amazing campus culture. And to be honest with you, some of them are not as amazing as they think they are. <laughs> you it, know, it can be, as you said. Uh, your your office in in many ways are salespeople, yeah. But you have ethics, and, and not everyone does. Every yeah. campus is going to say they have a wonderful campus, experiencing wonderful. And campus they have community. great faculty, and they have great things. Right. Our, but we really do. We really do. That's true. And I sensed that, Doctor Mitzler, when I came for my interview. Because I've just like you, I've mm-hmm. done interviewing at different places, but I did sense something. It's it's palpable, and sometimes it's not always tangible, but it's palpable, I guess, in a way. I sense that there was a real culture here of support and caring. And of wanting students to succeed and wanting the college overall to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I really, um, that resonated so well with me because I've been at interviews and I've been on campuses where, boy, everything about it gave you the vibe that stay away, <laughs> you know, no wonder they're struggling. That's not true here. I just, uh, even as all the meetings I've had with coaches and faculty and staff, I've tried very hard to meet just about everybody and alumni and some of our donors. Everybody loves this place sincerely. Everybody wants this place to succeed. <laughs> um, 
Um, and everybody is pretty much willing to work at that. I just yeah. got to motivate a few more people that want to <laughs> wanted to succeed as much as we do. Um, but yeah, it, it's really got a palpable culture to it of spirit, mind, and body that you mentioned a minute ago um, that makes it very special and unique. Oh, and as you said, an experience. And I, and I truly believe that. So I, I ask all students this question too, and and I, I need an honest answer. So you've told me what you really like about the institution. As an outside person who is very quickly becoming integrated into the Panther family, but you bring a new experience, what do we need to fix? Yeah. Um, again, um, I think overall the way I've termed it, and you've heard me term it, term it is we need to create a village. Mm -hmm. um, as the old African proverb says, it takes a village to raise a child. I've twisted that <laughs> to say it takes a village to raise enrollment. Uh, that's the one thing I've seen mm -hmm. that's a little bit lacking. I'm really depending uh, at this time on alumni and friends of the college, staff, faculty, everybody who cares about Kentucky Wesleyan. I need them to help us find students. Mm -hmm. And we do have, and I know we're not doing a commercial here, but I'll do a commercial. <laughs> uh, we've launched a campaign called Recruit a Panther. And on our website, it's easy to find. It's kwc.edu slash refer, R-E-F-E-R, -E -E refer. I've opened that up, and we're getting some people to start referring names of either a high school student or an adult who may want to get their online a degree online through our programs. I need people to send us students, right? I need I need those referrals. I need people to help us identify those that we may not have identified yet in the admissions office to give us those names so we can go after right. those students in appropriate well, ways. And as hard as your office works, you are not going to always identify what could be the best students to bring in. Mm -hmm. So having that help, having the community, having the alumni, having everyone else looking for you yeah. can ensure that we target the best student, yeah. the best fit students for, for what it is we do at yeah. Kentucky Wesleyan College. Yeah. I will tell you, and I think you're right to, to raise a, a, to raise enrollment, you need a village. The passion is there. Mm -hmm. What is what what has been lacking and what you are bringing to the college right now is someone to help bring everyone together. Yeah, there and, you go. And, and I think we've been running in, in separate directions, trying to do the right thing, but go. not pooling our own resources. And yeah. and you you are now getting us to pool those resources yeah. to make sure that we, we find those students who really, really deserve and want mm -hmm. to be here, yeah. even if they may not know it yet. Yeah, I have found a really nice receptivity on campus to some of the ideas I've been putting out there. Mm -hmm. um, because again, it does take a village. And I know sometimes there's the old belief. I don't find it quite as prevalent here, but there's an old belief that admissions recruits, that's recruiting is not our job. And retaining students is not our job. But of course, we've been teaching for many years. I know you have. Recruiting and retention is everybody's, everybody's responsibility. Job. But I'm trying to give everybody the tools and ways in which to do that. Right. So, because you can say to a person, "You please help us recruit somebody," and they're like, well, "I don't know how to do that." But if you give them a recruit a Panther referral web page where they can drop in a name and send it, that's super easy. Or if you can empower them, as we're doing with faculty right now, to start rebuilding their websites to be as attractive and interesting mm -hmm. and compelling and persuasive as possible when students. 
go and land on those pages, they're going to be more interested in us. That's helping recruit. Sure. So we're giving them tangible ways of things they can do in their wheelhouse to be able to help us grow enrollment. So you're right. It's, it's pointing them in the right direction, Correct. giving Just, them things to and do. And bringing them together so they see others yeah. who are trying to do the same thing. I agree. And, and they gain more confidence in that fashion. I so agree. we are out of time. No. Yes. We're just getting started. Well, I know, but we're still out of time. Can I come again? I will bring you again. After we get our full enrollment, I will bring you back. <laughs> we'll celebrate. So I want to say thank you, Stuart, for being on the show. Thank and you. as my guest, I'd like to give you the last word. What would you like to say to our audience today as we close the show? I'm going to go on faith and thank everybody in advance for supporting us at the college and helping us find students to recruit. Thank you. Please do it. Don't think about it. Do it now. Please. Thank you. Wonderful. And next time, you owe us a song. (laughs) Thank you to everybody out there. Be good to each other. And most importantly, be good to yourself. And until next time, goodbye. The proceeding was a broadcast service of Kentucky Wesleyan College and WKWC. Cannot be reproduced, rebroadcast, or recorded without written permission by the show's host, WKWC, or Kentucky Wesleyan College.